am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fake Ritual, a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult, uncovering an esoteric world of myth, magic, and mystery hidden deep within your favorite media. I am your host, Lucas Sloppy, and with me today is a returning guest. You may know her when she was on the show talking about that little show called The Simpsons. It is Kate Sweeney. Hello, Kate. Hi, Lucas. How are you doing today? Awesome. Are you... It's a beautiful, gorgeous day to talk about metal. Talk about metal. Well, yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's brutalize the show, because yes. we are talking today. Uh, I mean, I guess I should have written down an intro for the show, but uh, we're talking Metalocalypse. I always tease it like it's not written in the title of the episode, but we are talking the Adult Swim show, Cartoon Network show about... A death metal band filled with beer guzzling idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Uh, for well, sure. I mean, on that note, uh, Kate Sweeney, you kind of picked the episode after some back and forth with me. Why? Yeah. Why are we talking about? Me- well, what is Metalocalypse, and why are we talking about it? Uh, so we're talking about the show that basically was created on the theme of. Uh, Taking idiots. So uh, I I heard in an interview Brendan Small, one of the creators, say, "What if I took people who were as dumb as the Kardashians? Not sorry if you're a fan, but uh, and and transported, it created a world where people who had that level of celebrity and idiocy were also made the most brutal music you could imagine, and were a band that were." Not even as big as the Beatles. Bigger than the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they even say in the show, their band is the seventh largest economy on the yes. planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a show uh, chronicling the adventures uh, and misadventures of people who are incredibly talented, brutal artists, and brutally stupid in every other facet of their life that is not on stage playing metal. Yeah, the running gag of the show, or I don't even know if it's a gag, just kind of the entire setup, like you're saying, them having a super Beatles level of fame. Yeah. They're like the biggest band in the entire world, but then on top of that, they're like a death metal band who doesn't give a shit about their fans and like are able to get away with crime like that running theme is kind of what always kept me coming back to the show it's just it's very fun to see what they get away with and how oblivious they are to the misfortunes of the people who make their lifestyle possible yeah for sure and i think that that goes into how he was like comparing them to people who were just celebrities who are just 
famous for being famous. I mean, they're talented, but they they don't have any redeeming qualities yes. as humans, except for their musical talent. And that's okay with like the majority of the population of this or this version of the earth mm-hmm. where they just want that metal. They just want their faces melted. They don't care that they're shitty people or stupid people. Um, yeah, I read too. It's not only a parody of uh, like metal, heavy metal, and metal culture, uh, but also I now know the difference. It's also a pastiche. Mm-hmm. Parody is something I that makes fun of. Mm-hmm. The pastiche is something that likes the thing. It's sort of yeah. making fun of, and you definitely get that with the show. It's not just saying, kind of like Spinal Tap. Yeah, I was going to say, is Spinal that Tap. there's some influence, but it's beyond that. Yeah, it's made by people who obviously love, love metal, metal, love the people yeah. that make metal, love metal shows, the sound of the music, the yeah. culture, the fashion, and everything. So yeah. I feel like that also is what is very endearing yeah. about the show, is it's not just somebody who doesn't know about metal trying to make mm-hmm. fun of it, or somebody that obviously hates it which would just kind of it wouldn't come across as anything you'd want to watch Mm-mm. and to answer the second part of your question which was how did we end up choosing this yes uh, to talk about we uh i i think i suggested adult swim yes which was too broad of a category There's... yeah just once we started running down the list and looking for things that maybe had occult references in them it was just like show after show after show yeah and not quite enough to talk about within each show and this show was perfect for everything about how the show looks the the storylines where they go goes away into a cult and that carries through every season whereas other adult swim shows no matter how much i love them it's just an episode here and there that might have a reference to the occult and so this was just a naturally obvious choice yes uh so uh, sort of on that note, uh, how did you like come across Metal Metalocalypse? Was it when you were maybe watching Adult Swim at that time in your life? Or is it something that you kind of found later through streaming? For sure, because I had been watching Adult Swim from the very beginning. Uh, I think it started around 2000 or 2001. So for me, that was around freshman year of high school. Okay, that's when Adult Swim... And for people that yes. don't know, Adult Swim is the... The adult-oriented block of mm-hmm. programming on Cartoon Network that yeah, sort of started with Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and the, then the first show was actually Aqua Team. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's where they and then named they, it. You're right. Then okay. they started pulling, trying to pull in more shows into it, and and uh, shows that ended up. I mean, they used the found, found footage from Space Ghost yes. and to then splice with interviews. Uh, of you know comedians and musical artists for how they went down like when they were making Space Ghost Mm -hmm. but so yeah as a teen watching TV late at night especially on the weekend um, I was watching like uh, so Home Movies which was created by Brendan Small that Began around 2001, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2002. Yeah, 2000. That would have been 2002. We're, we're fast. We, yes. <laughs> we, we're fast and loose with the facts yeah, on this yeah. show. And I, if anybody's upset about it, then they haven't listened to any other yeah. episodes that I've done. Because you, yeah. you go ahead. You can go on the internet if you're really yeah, curious. Yeah, totally. And write to me and yell at me for getting it wrong. Because yeah. then at least I get an email. Right. <laughs> 
so yeah, so it, I I just became so like immersed in in all of these shows, the like absurdity of the humor, the look of the animation of a lot of these shows. It was just yes. like things. It was you know I grew up loving cartoons, but it was but this was something so different, and the humor was was like I was aging with that humor. Yeah. I was becoming a young adult. This this was humor for adults and it and it's just totally hit like everything for me. So um the the show I loved the most was uh home movies. And um so Brendan Small, you know, wrote that show. The main character is named after him mm-hmm. and he wrote all the music for that show. Um which is for the most part, pretty chill compared mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the music on Metalocalypse, with the exception of there's a character named Dwayne who's like an amazing guitarist, which Brendan Small is, and gets a little into metal uh, when he makes okay. appearances in I'm the show. I'm remembering this character, yeah. He's ones. older than the he's main kids kid. in the show. He looks like Slash, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's got Can't long, dark eyes. hair, cannot yeah. see his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I just got so into that show. And so, um, I do know for sure I wrote down real facts that this show, Metalocalypse, started in 2006, which would have been the year after I graduated high school. Okay. Home movies lasted four seasons. So it was kind of like, oh, I love this Brendan Small show. It's taking me the whole way through high school. It lasted four seasons. And then, oh, shit, here's a new show by Brendan Small. And it's about metal. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. Yeah, when I found out that it was the dude that made home movies making this super metal show i like kind of didn't understand they couldn't be more different yeah like home movies is just like suburban kids kind of like it uh, is but it's dark humor yeah so i mean that's the first black humor that's the first place i ever heard john benjamin doing oh yeah yeah. coach mcgurk Mm -hmm. and obviously he's amazing and for people who don't know bob belcher of bob's burgers like which and archer and archer yeah yeah Um, with that voice you yeah. You, it's so Imagine that guy just being a, <laughs> a mechanic or, you know, yeah. someone that you're, you would, you meet people like that all the time. I feel that you're like, oh, that person's voice, damn, mm-hmm. they missed, they missed an opportunity, yeah. but uh, yeah, home movies. Yeah, that's how, that's what led me to Metalocalypse. So that's how we got to where we are today. And so... Also an important question, were you a metal fan before the show? Oh, yeah. You were? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you a death metal fan? Or just more like, uh, you know, Sabbath more, and maybe yeah, New Wave, was, British Heavy Metal, Priest? For and sure, Iron that's Maiden. where I was in high school, with the exception of maybe a few bands, which I feel like are other people's sort of entry into heavier stuff, like Pantera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Any new, new metal at all? Or was that maybe uh, more Death like... Tones Death in Tones? School, okay. Yeah, in yeah, high school, that yeah. was... I, I honestly don't know what all falls under new metal, but I'm going to have to give say no since I don't even know what falls under yeah, new yeah. metal. Um, but I know in high school, I was super into like the Death Tones and I know they're... Yeah, sort of nearby that. But um, Death Metal, no, not... I would say not mm-hmm. until my uh, probably early 20s was when okay. I started getting into heavier so metal. would you say the show kind of primed you for that it seems like it was right in between like yeah the, it was a good bridge yeah. for sure it definitely it definitely was a digestible yeah. way of hearing something where i'm like god i love this sound and you know the things that i did listen to definitely 
sounded similar at the time. Like, you know, I, I hear a lot of Pantera influence yes. in, in his music in this. Um, I'm sure there was more than that. I'm not going to pretend I'm the most knowledgeable person on death metal. Like, won't pretend at all. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I know, like, uh, the, 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 the double bass, like, how I hear it in the, mm-hmm. in the drums on this show. It's just like, uh, like, it, it's, it's like unmistakable um, hearing that influence. So, yeah, it, it's, it definitely was a good way for me to like be like oh i love this and i'm this is such a comfortable sound and mm-hmm. such a and it really was nostalgic cuz i mean i was still pretty young when this came out i think i was 17 18 mm-hmm. pretty still pretty young formative years um so yeah it's it definitely was a great way to sort of be like oh i'm familiar enough with this that i want to hear this so much more i want to go to metal shows and i I think i probably was yeah late teens when i started going to metal shows uh when before all i was just going to was punk shows Mm -hmm. metal shows seemed more intimidating which is weird totally it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite. Punks will like you're gonna get re- fucked what do up. you call it? Like uh something check you, like rep check or what you know. Basically yeah. like, oh, what are you wearing? Like you'll get called out. I've been called out at a punk show for oh, like wearing yeah. a flannel or whatever, and it's like <laughs> you shouldn't be Yeah. It was some house show and I think the person was even like kind of the odd person out for doing that. But right. at metal shows, I feel like it's quite the opposite. It's kind of what I see with horror movie crowds as well. Mm. There is almost an excitement yeah. to meet someone that doesn't look, doesn't look like the belong. type, but yeah. they're into, oh, like, so cool. You're yeah. a, you're a, you know, office worker. Or you're, you know, yeah. some clean cut person, but like, you're how, into How'd like, you wander into this yeah, place? I think people That's get excited cool. about yeah. it in metal. Yeah, I it was it just because and I still feel this way about metal. Like I I, I started as a younger person, I guess, going to punk shows where I guess I didn't just didn't have any anxiety about going to it. I didn't I didn't feel like anyone there was like too cool. Mm-hmm. Where I had that perception of people who I feel like people who like metal, love metal, have this historic like encyclopedic knowledge of yeah. metal that I I still don't have as a 35 like year old nerd who likes it. Of it yeah and i am a nerd so i'm like well you're a totally different yeah. kind of nerd than me and i won't ever be at that level i am not that cool air quotes not a visual medium <laughs> yes yeah but, yeah i feel like it's in the voice yes, in podcast we yes. can tell when someone's doing air quotes but this actually that circles back perfectly to Metalocalypse, and I don't even know if we mentioned that the band in Metalocalypse is called Death Clock. Yes, not we did not mention that. Yeah, but uh, Death Clock and you know the five members within, which we're going to get into uh, a little bit later. But the show itself goes out of its way to include more things in the metal or the brutal mm-hmm. category, as it's sort of uh, the yeah. word it likes to use. And sort of like you're saying, I feel like. The show is constantly being like, oh, man, this is brutal. Oh, yes. this is brutal. And it's always stuff that's so just, like, being a parent is brutal. Yeah. Like, be, you know, all these things that would <laughs> otherwise, like, that even the characters in the show a lot of the time mm-hmm. are kind of like, this thing's stupid. And then by the end, they're like, oh, man, this thing's brutal. Yes. Like, <laughs> well, what was what was uh, Pickles' first band called? Something Snakes and Snakes. Barrels. I was like, sna- yeah. yeah, Snakes and Barrels. They were like Guns N' Roses. By the, yes, <laughs> yeah. by the end of the episode, they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so brutal. It was so brutal. It was well, the- <laughs> but it's not actually based on their sound. It's the fact that they were fed like heavy yes. hallucinogens and they yes. all were on stage just screaming and 
vomiting like, acid yeah. and some of them dying on stage. But it's still, yeah, they they ate crow they and said... They could appreciate the brutality of it. Your yes. band that we thought sucked was yes. actually pretty brutal. The ultimate compliment. Congratulations, Pickles. This is so chilling. What a great way to go out, too. I only hope we can end that way. Clawing our eyes out, throwing up acid blood. I officially take back whatever I say about snakes and barrels. You're amazing. This music is like potato chips. I can't stop listening to it. Plays it again. All right. All right, well, uh, now it is time to dive into the show a little more deeply, uh, and I want to talk about the characters as well as the music, and then eventually the lore, the plot. So let's start out with the characters, and we have to start with the band themselves, and for this, I will turn to the intro. I will say each band member's name, and then you, Kate, you know, describe them. For the listeners at home. <laughs> okay. okay, let me pull this up. And if people are familiar with the show, they're going to at least half recognize the what I'm saying uh, because I'm saying it clear rather than in uh, the in death clock metal growl. growl. Yes. Uh, so let's pull this up here. It's really not a whole big deal to memorize, but I still need to read it here. Okay, uh, Squiscar Squigelf, taller than a tree. Yeah, he is one of the two uh, main guitarists. Yes, and I would say he's probably he's the lead. The lead, yeah. yeah not Toki. Toki's second fiddle. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he is. He's Which the, really speaks to Swiss cars self image. Yes, he is the. He's like the tall, beautiful Nordic you mm-hmm. didn't imagine. Um, so definitely so talented, so stupid. Uh, loves. Loves the ladies no matter what age. Yes, or like size. <laughs> you are or creed you are or... a G milf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, does not care. Just just wants. He it. does. I forgot. Yeah, that's like the second episode, and they or the first episode, and yeah, Swisscar is I trying need, to have sex I with need the to grandma. Tell you, you are such a G milf. Yeah, so, he says dildos a lot. Yes, dildos. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a tough accent. I forget which. You know, we know there. He's one of the, he and Toki are the Scandinavians. I honestly don't even remember where they're from. He's sweet from Sweden. He's Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Because at least when you meet his mom later, That's she was F- voted like best. Uh, excuse the parlance, but like best whore in Sweden or okay. something. You know, which kind of like relates to his right. sort of like promiscuity. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that's true. They do tell you where where they're all from. Mm-hmm. The episode where they're trying to take them down via their parents. Yeah, great so, episode. Yeah. Uh, all right, yes, Whiskar, Squig Elf, taller than a tree. Toki Wartooth, not a bumblebee. Well, you said it all. You know, he's not a bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, I mean, to- I mean, Toki is like, he's a cool character. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah, I, Probably the most, like, decent of them. The most decent, I was like the most pure of heart. He's yeah. still, he's still like. I mean, I think. I mean, we'll get into him too. But I think he and Pickles are the two best people. As in, like yes. they don't, okay. they don't. Yeah. They're, they're like, uh, or just they're the least um, uh, indulgent. Uh, I'll go back to the to the Simpsons on this. Sorry, uh, that indulge in their own wallow in their own crapulence. Yeah. Okay. To, to quote okay. Mr. Burns. 
Um, which is how I think of the other. Uh, totally. The others are just like, it, they're so self-absorbed and everything is about their own pleasure. Uh, or so, just like being brutal. Or being or brutal. Being, yeah, yeah just be metal. Yes. And, yeah. So the, yeah, the, le- uh, the lesser egos in the band. Mm-hmm. To- Toki is, is totally like uh, one of the smaller uh, egos for sure. Yeah, and I believe he is from Norway. Yes, yeah, that his I par- remember. His parents are just like, like puritanical, it's, like they're dressed yeah, like, like in pilgrim outfits. Yeah. Essentially, they are silent, mm-hmm. severe. Like it's actually really perfect for him too. Yeah. Whenever he his parents, he's surprised by his parents. He proceeds to then not speak the entire time he's in their <laughs> presence, and all they do is stand next to him and like look at him just from a side eye. But yeah, <laughs> again. We keep mentioning that episode, so if you watch any episode, I would oh, say probably it's watch. It's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, most of what we're going to be talking about, too, is probably the first season, uh, at least first and second, but it's yeah. definitely a show, I feel like, where out of the gate, that first season is, like, and pretty, it, mwah, like, yeah. if that's all you watch, you're it's, good. Not you're like good. The Simpsons, where not it's like, like the Simpsons. That's, yeah, that's a lot a, of shows take a minute a to get, start. no, no some goes, shows take goes, a while. It goes hard from the beginning. Yeah is is consistently funny and you, you just want to see like where does it go yeah and yeah. and those short episodes really help. Uh, the best especially in this like sort of youtube era yeah. it's even better because i struggle sometimes to watch some things that are 20 minutes long let alone 40 minute episodes but this i'm super good <laughs> but all right uh on to our third so we got two guitar players the lead and you know sort of rhythm and then we have the bass player, William Murderface, Murderface, Murderface. I'm doing my best, like, Mark Hamill impression. <laughs> One of the many voice actors on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, William Murderface. Oh. William Murderface. Yeah. Uh, like, raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, Disgusting, like, slob. Yeah. Like, stinks and pukes and farts. Yeah. And- I would say he provides the... Of all the band members, provides most of the visual gags. Yeah, in terms uh, and and the, even and just his character design. <laughs> yes, yeah, like helmet hair, helmet like, hair, like dad big stash. baggy pants, like the like the cargo pants of a Pittsburgh Yinzer on a thirty degree day. He looks like he's way older than the other characters too. Like he's from yeah. more like a generation, at least in his. Style, that's true. Right when you think about how he's not Pickle, like metal. How Pickles kinda... had his own band before this, and it's like they're making them out to be this '80s band. You'd think he'd look the yeah. most weathered and old, and it's not. It's Murderface, but that speaks to a hard lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Murderface is also the most talk about. Everybody has their egos, but he's definitely the most self-loathing. I feel like there's many episodes where he gets kind of just down on himself, and it's you know, the, so I guess I'll just kill myself. Yes. I think he says that. <laughs> Like at least once a season. More than once yeah, a season. Yeah. He's he's threatening to to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta have a mouthful of spit. It really yeah. His one. he I was watching watching it for this episode, I had to put the subtitles on because his voice acting especially is just like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Even him and Swisscar is the next one that you're kinda like, Yeah, don't know what he's saying. And then, you know, these next two characters are a little Easier to understand. Oh, yeah, more straightforward. So we have, and this again is pulled from the intro to the show and also a testament 
to the music and the ridiculousness of the lyrics of the music, which we will also get to mm-hmm. later in the episode. Pickles the drummer, doodly do, ding dong, doodly doodly do. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't get more specific than ding dong doodly do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that that's funny though because like that one, I I think the whole thing with home movies too, like that's the redhead. Brendan Small's a redhead. Okay. He voices Pickles. Okay, yeah. And that there there's there's a song from home movies that that actually goes ding dong doodly do. Like, okay. It's it's such I, a rip. I think it's lyrics and a couple other Death Clock songs as uh-huh. well. I think it must just be a Brendan Small's like Ye- Fuck, I can't I don't know what words to put here. Eh, fuck it. Like ding dong doodly do. But also, I feel like Pickles, he is from, I believe, Wisconsin. He has a very thick Midwest accent. Yes. He could, of all the characters, I feel like he could be home movieified. And yeah. At least, like, his voice acting and his mm-hmm. characterization would fit in that world just, better than anyone else. He just sounds like Brendan Small. It's like, it, it's in, I've listened to interviews with Brendan Small, kind of preparing for yeah. this. And that's just his pretty much regular voice. He's putting on the little Midwestern uh-huh. thing, a little more like, eh, in your pocket. Like, uh-huh. putting, putting more, like, emphasis on certain sounds where it's not his baseline voice. Because Brendan Small also voices Nathan, and the and he's also uh, uh, Swissguard. Swissguard, yeah. Yeah, so, but that one is just, because, I mean, Nathan's such a different voice. But he's yes. just, he's the metal growl the entire time. But, um, but yeah, Pickles is... I mean, he he is. I honestly think the smartest. Yes. He he has his he has his shit emotional a bit emotional intelligence together. especially. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, even though Nathan's the band leader, I feel like everyone defers to Pickles for actual guidance of like, what the fuck are we gonna do when we when we have to do this thing? We have to. We have to cook our own food. We have to we have to deal with something mm-hmm. normal because we're we we're such little infantile famous people who are everyone does everything for us. So yeah, pickles definitely a more uh, reliable yes. character and has has a little bit more intelligence above all of the others. Totally, I even think of the episode where Snakes and Barrels gets back together mm-hmm. just for a quick reunion tour and great episode. Yeah, all Pickles is backstage getting ready because he's actually like the singer and the guitar player. But then the rest of the band, the rest of Death Clock shows up. They're wasted because they are worried that he's going to leave the band. Mm -hmm. And they're like trying to like wish him well, but they're still like making fun of the band. (laughs) And Pickles, a testament to his sort of at least emotional intelligence, just says to them like... I'm just doing this for fun. I'm not leaving it. Like, he's able to (laughs) just clearly state, like, no, 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 this is, what are you, like, settle down. The other guys are like, oh, but don't you think we will break up one day? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't have, can't we not have reunion tour if we don't break up? Like, no, I I don't think that's actually how that works. (laughs) But, yeah, speaking of, I already did my best impression of him. Uh, Well, yeah, the easiest of the intro lyrics, Nathan Explosion, which is the lead singer. Of the band. Uh, yeah, no instruments there. Just he's got the power of his growl. And mm-hmm. he, does, you, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a regular voice and a singing no, voice. No, it's the same. His <laughs> yeah, voice yeah. is his voice yeah. is his voice. It's <sighs> everything yeah. is the growl. 
Uh, he, I mean, he also, though, you're, for which, which one we were, fo- Toki, we were focusing on about self-esteem. He has self-esteem issues, which is just kind of funny yeah. for the front man. Cause, or, we were saying murder face with the, oh, also murder with face. the like True. self-loathing. Yeah. So he, yeah, it's really up there for him. Um, but his is more than all the others vocalizing the emphasis on brutality. Absolutely. Everything Absolutely. in his life revolves around the image of brutality, yeah. which is charming. If you know, when you're into that, you're into that. Yeah, it's like, this is, yeah, he's the one that's always saying, I think even sometimes he just says, like, brutal. Oh, like, and even it. even as early as episode two, where they, the people, the fans are killing themselves because they won't release a new album. They're recording and recording, and before it even gets to the intro of the show, they've recorded all this shit, and it's his <laughs> finger hovering like, over the it, delete button, and then he clicks delete, yeah. and then it's like, cuts to the to the intro, and I'm like, it's Perfect. Yeah, Nathan is definitely the the hardest on hardest hardest judge of himself but and, and the man. Not and he's the man. most like metal. He's the one that he like is. I saw he a fic, a list of like top five fictional metalheads, and he well I th- he was only beaten I feel like by Beavis and Butthead. Okay, which I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely the most like metal. Yeah. Of all of them. Like. This is our debaucherous episode. Can I crack this open? Yeah, yeah. On, on, yeah. There we go. Go right in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And I mean, I don't know uh, if we have time to go through every single other character that's been on the show. But it's oh, worth yeah. mentioning the Tribunal. The uh, Also, we'll probably get into this yeah. more when we talk about the lore and the plot. But uh, is sort of the... Illuminati style yes. group that's trying to thwart, but also do absolutely like nothing about you know. Yeah, they're they're it's a it's like a group of like ultra powerful people. We don't yeah. get into specifics of anyone's role, but but to simmer it down, just people who are so threatened by the power that Death Clock holds over the universe. Where every episode, really, the the they're the antagonist for trying to create situations where they take away some of the power of death clock and it always blows up in their faces either either their plan just fails or the person they try to insert into the world of death clock that yes, becomes obsessed the, with death clock like the the producer that just falls in love with them mm-hmm. and they're trying to record in the it's summer rock. yeah but uh, yeah they're always introducing uh experts you know like oh death clock's doing this thing so we brought in this expert about this thing uh and they have, I saw in interviews with Brendan Smalls, he purposefully, and especially for Mark Hamill, you know, Luke Skywalker, voiced a lot of the voices yeah. on the tribunal. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of other voices as well. I mean, the dude is goaded as far as yes. uh, voice acting. But Brendan Smalls would intentionally write insane to pronounce nicknames. <laughs> Just f- almost for the joy of Mark Hamill looking at it and saying like, what the fuck you got is it. this? But there's names like, oh my God. Dr. Amon Skagarak Frederick Shaven, who was a mythology <laughs> expert. There's, uh, oh my God, Ronald Von Momnaldberg, who's an endorsement specialist. Dr. Natasha Nasienski Dovich, a specialist in Nathan Explosion Studies. <laughs> and he does a great job of pronouncing them. Oh, Mark yeah. Hamill does. Like, He's a wow. Pro. Oh my God. Just like look at some of those. Try to say that one. Try to say some of those. 
Dr. Impnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnintnint
metal. They are yes. they are summoning demons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but some of the, some of them are so. Well, it kind of goes some, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Which, it goes between them doing the the scream for cream. Yeah, coffee, for the coffee jingle, shilling, yeah. shilling for the coffee company. Um, but but truly like brutal lyrics for some of these so but yeah i mean and and brendan small is like a classically trained musician Mm -hmm. and like it fills in for legit metal like he's he's filled in on mastodon yeah like he's he's a great great guitarist he wrote all of the music for Mm -hmm. the show like i mean it's it's great yeah i feel like it goes back to what we said earlier that kind of parody versus pastiche aspect mm-hmm. of the show like the sometimes the lyrics are really stupid and obvious and they're just yeah. kind of describing what you're seeing or just saying exactly how the characters feel and then other side the other side is like these not necessarily poetic but these stories that are being told mm-hmm. or these images that are being conjured yeah. that are just like straight off out of a like cannibal corpse yeah. or something and fantasy. Uh, yeah, so I feel like definitely uh, the show would not work as well if Death Clock was not as good right. as they are. Like, it, yeah. it, it's funny how good they are. Yeah. Like, when, you fir- when I first watched it, I couldn't get over, like, how good the guitar solos were. Yeah. How, like, dynamic the drums were. Like, mm-hmm. how it just didn't just feel like somebody said, oh, let's shit out. This is what I think metal is. Yeah, no, it was like, let's write our favorite songs. But This is legit. Yeah. And it's going to sound great. And and the albums are good. I mean, they're real albums. They're good albums. They toured. They toured. Yeah, they, like, Adult Swim sponsored tours. what I saw, they were in silhouette with kind of, like, the the yeah, cartoon music videos behind yeah, them, which I like. Want to be shown, which I, is good. It's like this isn't about us, yeah, trying to be the rock stars. This is about us, kind of like yeah. pretending that they're and I real. guess a testament to like people who actually like metal, and, and even this show I think probably brought a lot of people into metal that didn't like yeah. it before, who were like, I like cartoons, I like funny shit. Oh, this sounds great. Let me like dip my toe more into metal. I didn't get to mention earlier, but it was that for me that hmm. it was like I had dabbled and former guest Albert C. Hall, a uh, longtime mm-hmm. friend of mine, was always a metal head and like a death metal head. Mm-hmm. And I just could never find an in. Yeah. Like I, I would like it until the vocals started or it just felt like intimidated or confused. Yeah. And then this show sort of brought it all together because of like there's a melodic aspect to Death Clock. Mm-hmm. While also being this like really brutal growled vocals, like unintelligible lyrics. Yeah. And I think it was enough to be like, <laughs> oh, I can start here and then start to just bring in a little more like yeah. seriousness, a little more of the like real death metal bands. Yeah. And my little note that I, I looked up just because I was like, I was like, oh, well, when did these albums come out? Because I was curious, like I couldn't remember, you know, versus when the show came out or when they released the soundtracks mm-hmm. of albums was... 2009 was when the second they're, they're they call them de- the death album yes so there's death album one death album two and three i think and when the second one came out in 2009 it was it like debuted at number 15 on billboard not a billboard metal chart the like top songs in the country yeah and has still i guess as, as far as i've researched like the highest ranked death metal album ever from a 
show. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is wild. Like, a But it speaks to its appeal is all I'm yeah. saying. It, yeah. And it's pop culture appeal because like it, it helped permeate death metal into pop culture. Yeah. Whereas now it's a little more like even like something like how death metal bands write their name, you know, that ridiculous like you can't yeah. tell what it is. I feel like that's something that you see more common. I mean, mm-hmm. you're wearing right now a fake metal shirt in that it is yeah. a Steely Dan shirt made to look like a death metal band. And I feel yeah. like that's so fairly commonplace now. Yeah. Like, And it's not like people were like, what's that? I don't yeah. understand. They're more like, oh, I see what happened there. I really <laughs> like it. Uh, well, yeah, before we move on to the lore, I mean, just drop a few. I'll start uh, just oh, as yeah. far as if people haven't. Listen to songs. Some of my favorite songs are, of course, Mermaider, which is from, like, the second episode. It's about mm-hmm. mermaid murder. <laughs> yes. And then a recent song for doing in doing research for the show that I fell in love with uh, because of how it sounds. It's a really good song mm-hmm. because of the music video and because of the ridiculous name. Uh, perfectly fitting for the show is the song is I Tamper with the Evidence at the Murder Site of Odin. <laughs> which is <laughs> encapsulates everything I love, true crime, uh, irreverence, Norse and mythology. Norse mythology. Right. Uh, but yeah, what are a few, if people want to, you know, oh, yeah. get inside your head and get inside. Birthday, death day. Okay. My number one is Awaken. It's just the episode. The yeah. song is catchy. Catchy as hell. Um, just, just so epic. Right, yeah, Mr. Crockish. Awaken. Take the uh, that must, must be taken. taken. Yeah, uh, Thunder Horse. Thunder Horse, that's definitely. Really I have it written down as the first song that I like loved. Yeah. Because I believe it's the beginning of the second episode. I it just think it starts is. with... Oh, that's uh, like basically a music video, yes, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. Nathan explosion on the back of a horse. Yeah, he's killing, killing the rest the of the band, band, members. band members. Yeah, and it's very like perfect for their characters mm-hmm. as well. It's like Swiss Gar's like just got done having sex yeah. and like... Yeah, Toki's like, I don't even remember. Toki's digging a grave, I think. And like pickles is, I can't remember, but it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Bloodlines is from like a later Mm, season. mm -hmm. Maybe a second album. So I can't remember if it's the second or third season that it came out in, but that's a really good song too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, on to the lore here, uh, which I know very little of. Uh, So beyond... The, I mean, I know there's a prophecy of some sort, but can you, Kate Sweeney, boil down the uh, the lore of the show into five minutes? <laughs> oh, I can't even put it in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I can, it's got to be less than oh, that. Yeah, well. Uh, so yeah, it's, the, I mean, the band is just, it's, it's like it's ups and downs and, and honestly, a lot of it is this tribunal, like, uh, some, some of it is their efforts trying mm-hmm. to sort of take them down a peg um eventually the sort of the the recurring theme through the seasons are these assassins that are sort of being pushed at them um but i and i mean the lore i mean if we wanted to get into like episode by episode i mean like if we're if we're talking about the things where they pull from like folklore Mm, and mm -hmm. them into episodes i mean that that's kind of like there's a little bit of that in every season um so like one of my favorite songs like awaken Mm -hmm. um is definitely one that's like i mean and that it's a really good way to kick off that part of the occult into the first season of the show but um you know summoning this demon awakening this demon you know 
Um, but well, they're it, in that episode. They're making the a new national anthem for Finland. For Finland, and in yes. order to do that, they have pulled from some ancient texts that yeah. summon a lake troll. Yes, to which the fin troll. the Finnish people seem to immediately be like, no, 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 yeah, don't do that. Yeah, they end up yeah, and then they've, they've got to make some apologies to the country of Finland mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for for their efforts, but. Um, but yeah, as far as the, I mean, you know, it's a show that like, it, it, honestly, I, I just don't go super deep into, No, no. you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I mean, it's I, I did watch it all. I watched it through all the seasons at least once, but I, I always go back to the first two seasons. Yeah. They're just my favorite. They're, sh- they're the short ones. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the runtime is shorter. Yes. Um, just like have some of my favorite jokes and it, the night, I mean, it's a show where you don't actually, you don't have to know much no. to jump into any episode. Yeah. Someone, someone could sort of give you the background mm-hmm. and you, and you'd be good to go. And since they're so short, you could watch one and then just be fine putting on any other episode. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I do know in the later season, the, the last season anyway, there's a lot of people trying to go do their own things. I think Toki tries to, uh, they, they basically sort of disband. Okay, um, yeah. In like sort of the maybe maybe the episode before the episode finale, so second to last episode. I know they all start kind of getting into different endeavors, and I think Toki's the one who's like, I, it's Turk, Toki or Murderface wants to create the alcohol with the highest proof content ever to exist. Um, and so they all kind of go into their own different things, and ultimately they all fail. And get back together. So that's that's me basically summing up. Like, I mean, there, there's a lot of different threads they run through the seasons. But ultimately, ultimately it's pretty inconsequential. Yeah. Like, because it always come, it, it go, goes into their, their ebb and flow of them wanting to pursue other things because they're bored and they're childish. And then realizing, well, the best version of me is in this band. Yeah. And I'm staying in this band. Well, I feel like too, so many episodes, at least in that first season, are there's the tribunal and then they have a leader. I forget <clears throat> his exact name. It's like... Uh, <laughs> Their manager? Oh, the, oh, the... The leader of the tribunal. Oh, the leader of the tribunal. Uh, Their manager, we didn't talk about at all. And he's... He's badass. Yes, he yes. Doesn't look badass, but he is. But they're constantly like all the different people in the tribunal are like, let's do this to get death death clock. Let's do this to kill them. But then the leader is constantly. It's almost a running gag in the first one. He just is always like, no, like we wait or like <laughs> no, we don't do yeah. anything and we let them like do whatever. Yes. But the closest thing I found here is just, it's the name of the first episode of the entire series, but I guess it's also kind of tied into the plot, and that is Mm. the curse of Death Clock. Right. I'm just pulling from the fandom here. It says... Yeah, they revisit that in the last season, too. Yeah. It says, uh, the curse of Death Clock is, uh... Is a phenomenon which directly or indirectly injures, mutilates, and or kills various people who associate with the band. Uh... And... (laughs) Uh, it says the curse of death clock is to be- believe to be related to the metalocalypse, which I guess is mm, some yeah. sort of the end of the world that's going to be brought about by the band, and possibly the reason the tribunal monitors them closely. The members of death clock are mostly unaware of the phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Death clock is shown to be somewhat aware of a possible curse and that something is not right, as they all agree their chefs are cursed in the <laughs> first episode. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just this 
whole write-up is so funny. The curse itself seems to be a mundane occurrence in the daily lives of the band members and appears to have affected people around them even before the band was formed. Hmm. Uh... But some uh, it should be noted that not all of those affected by the curse die, but may be horribly mutilated, injured, or injured instead. Yes. Uh, some notable ones, Chef Jean-Pierre, the chef was hit by a stray firework missile and chopped to pieces by helicopter blades. Mm-hmm. He somehow survived thanks to life support machines Just and was sewn back together with limited success, or as their famous song, Sewn Back Together Wrong. <laughs> uh, a couple more, Dick Magic Ears Nubbler. Uh, his eyes explode due to extreme change in water pressure, which are later replaced with a pair of cybernetic eyes. Uh, and Jonathan, as we mentioned earlier, Dr. Jonathan Twinkletitz survived a fall <laughs> and had his arms ripped off by yard wolves, which were later replaced with cybernetic arms. So definitely, I mean, I feel like that at the end of the day, like death and murder and maiming and brutality are kind of like the... Running themes. Yes. And, but the people who survive those things, it's like, like we were saying earlier, it's it's a badge of honor because of how much they love the band. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Like, it's like something they can show someone else for cred. It's like, kind of the catharsis of the show, I would say. And in watching it, I feel it where it's kind of like, it makes me in real life want to take the bad things that happened to me or like that how fucking boring the waiting room was mm-hmm. at the dentist or whatever these like moments and then you can just kind of translate them into wow like mm-hmm. that was that was brutal. <laughs> and it's so nice to be able to kind yeah. of if anything that that overall like occult or maybe sort of magical mindset that metalocalypse can put you in is kind of that satanic inversion of like bad things are actually good yes. and good things are actually bad yes. <laughs> being happy is lame being miserable is yeah that, that's where you want to be yeah, yeah. your staff is dying down here is that metal I hate to say it, but yeah. yeah, not to be contradictory, but it's very metal. Is it metal to have your trains clogged with dead rotting employees? Yeah, it is actually. Metal. Is it metal to have easily avoidable work-related accidents the cause of death? Yeah, again, metal. Is it metal for none of you to care at all? Yeah, it's way more metal if we don't care about it. Wow. I guess I uh, didn't know all that stuff was metal. All right, just wrapping up here, I uh, have a final question. Uh, and we've done some of these before. I had you take a quiz to find oh, out yeah. which Death Clock member are you. And I will share mine. Yeah. And then we will see what. Uh, yours was. So I did this quiz. It was on youquiz.com. Uh, just a silly little quiz. My result, I got Nathan Explosion. Were you it's, surprised? Uh, a little. I guess I'd be surprised to be any of them, oh, okay. really. <laughs> uh, it says, I, you are, you're more in touch with your brutal side than most people are comfortable with, uh, which I could kind of see. I mean, I, like, I talk about death a lot but you kind of don't give a fuck uh 
you're hard to read because you don't open up to people at all unless you really know and trust them. Not true at all. I'm very easy to read. I <laughs> think out loud. And even then, you're a pretty closed book. Not true. But uh, on the surface level, you're pretty fun at parties, though, which I would agree. I, I like can to attest think. to that. I've, yeah. I've partied with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like the party, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was me. That is, I got Nathan Explosion. So. I'm surprised I didn't get that based on your quiz result. And, and by that, I mean, like... I'm like the girl people talk to about dead things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have a pretty uh, flat, uh, I don't know, attitude yeah. about a lot of shit. But I'm also wait. Like, let me see. Who um, did you get? You can got, you want to guess? guess? You got pickles. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> okay. Pickles the drummer. Doodly do do dong. Doodly do. Okay. Well, so but some of this some of this show is true. It says you're basically a ball of anxiety and insecurities held together by a thin layer of bravado, recklessness, and misguided optimism. I'm I, to be quite honest. I'll I'll be I'll be honest on the podcast. I didn't have anxiety till I had kids. It was postpartum shit. Oh, okay. I was but such a lucky like, person for true, so then. much of my yeah. life that I didn't experience that until I had some huge life shit well, as, happen. Well, as we find out in Metalocalypse, parenthood is brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> uh, but I, I I'm a pretty I'm a confident person. I feel confident okay. in myself. But so then it's saying held together by a thin layer. I'm gonna say for myself a thick layer of bravado, reckless. Okay. Misguided optimism. I would say that all rings true. Yeah. Continuing on, you either have mommy issues, daddy issues, or both ding ding daddy issues. Okay. You deal with your trauma by pretending nothing ever happened to you, <laughs> but you're willing to let yourself lean on your loved ones for support. Oh, that is pickles. When you have the occasional breakdown, you're a pretty open person, mostly because you're terrible at hiding your true feelings dead on. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I am like from an Irish family, I'm a Sagittarius. I cannot keep shit to myself. I gotta let you know everything I'm thinking about me and you. Yeah. So they did a good. They, they, it was sweet. Uh, good quiz. Take it. Yeah, yeah. Take it and share your answers on the social media or email me or again just think it really hard and then maybe think I think it will, at us. Yeah, think it at us. Uh, but I mean, before we move on, any other final thoughts? On Metalocalypse, anything to leave the fakers. It's it's a great show. Watch it if you've never thought about watching yes, it. It's on HBO you, Max. Yeah, it, yeah, HBO Max and I think Adult Swim's website. Not their app because you have to have like some kind of it's cable very service. But I think if you go online, you could stream it. Also, there's a there's, everything's on YouTube. And uh, at your local library. Please support your local library. I don't yeah, know why libraries. I all of a sudden feel very compelled to tell people that. But I love yeah. the library and they have... DVDs? Never forget. They do. I have one more thing, which is my first time in Lucas's home. So I brought a very metal housewarming gift. Oh, I thought it would be wow. Fun, fun to give it this to is the you first time on the show. On the yes. Air. Oh, so there's I bubble wrap. A, a reaction. You hear the bubble wrap? Oh, shit. ASMR of bubble wrap. This is. Oh, my God. This is awesome. We have. A skull. A hog skull. A hog skull. Let's chatter it in the mic. Let's. You hear that? That's teeth. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Big Thank old you. hog skull for your home. Got to creep Love it up. Love it. Yeah. I have a deer skull. Right over there. Well, we have that deer skull, and then there's another one down. 
at our Pittsburgh toilet. This came from a Pennsylvania farm. Sweet. And the bugs in my yard ate, clear, cleaned it. Cleaned it after yeah. I took took a whole bunch of skin off. Did you bury it? I did. I buried yeah. it in my yard. Thank and you I so let much. The bugs I love that. have at it. Yeah, I've heard too. Some people like, well, if you bury something near a graveyard, mm -hmm. the like the bugs that live at graveyards. There's a specific type of beetle that eats rotting flesh. They will like clean it. Dermistead beetles. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, they'll like clean it like as they clean do as a they, whistle. like a machine. They're like yeah. machines. That was just regular old cool. bugs in my yard. I live near I a that. cemetery, but Well thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Hell yeah. Wow, first <laughs> gift on the show. Future guests, keep that in mind. Okay? Bring me gifts. Uh, or don't get invited back. But uh well, now is the promo time of the show. Uh, and before I let you tell the figures how to follow you, Kate, I just want to let people know, check out uh, Kate's past appearance on our Simpsons episode. And then we also did a mini-sode uh, kind of exploring the Simpsons as uh, figures in the tarot, yeah. which is also very fun. Uh, but yeah, Kate, is there any way that the figures can follow you? Social medias or anything yeah. coming up that you want to tell them about? Uh, video Ouija. Uh, and that, Which that's you, that name on, is from that's me on an Instagram. Adult Swim show. That right? is an Aqua Teen reference. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a meet, future meet, topic will. will Meatwad is obsessed with an Atari style video game of Ouija. Um, so yeah, Adult Swim is so near and dear to my yeah, heart. Yeah. It, I took, we'll have you back my, for more for more shows. Yeah. So yeah, video Ouija on Instagram. Um, and uh, I also DJ around Pittsburgh and um, uh, don't have anything nailed down in terms of a name yet, but the this summer, gonna host a really cool uh, queer dance party with my friend Mary coming up. So I'll share that when it's a little bit. Awesome, more. yeah. We'll, we'll promote yeah. that. Uh, even though I feel like I'm the worst. Sorry for any listeners. I social media is I I don't like doing it, so I've kind of stopped doing it's it. Good I'll, for your brain to not yeah, do it. I'll promo shows, but I kind of am done like posting regularly. Uh, Thanks for having me. But anyways, uh, even though I did not... You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for being on the show. Uh, and even though I sold that very poorly, still go follow us on Instagram at Fake Ritual because maybe I'll get muster up the courage and uh, post some more things. Uh, and also rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this. Please do that. Uh, I'd like to see those numbers up. It is good for my murder face level of low self-esteem <laughs> uh, so please do that uh but this is the part of the show where we uh much like metal octalypse berate the fans yes. by telling Should them to go to fake themselves death metal version oh yeah good call right. yeah so three two one go, go fake yourself, yourself.